Okay. Cool. Hello! Hello, everyone. <laughs> we hope that you are doing well. Yeah, welcome back to our incredible, iconic, stunning podcast. And we've been away for quite a while, hey? Yes, we Definitely. have. It's yeah. been like at least three, four weeks this time. I think so, yeah. We're yeah. incredibly sorry for neglecting you guys. <laughs> but we were both spending time with the family. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're in, well, our, our biological family, not chosen family, yeah. which is, of course, you guys. Absolutely. You are our <laughs> yeah. But we did have to spend some time with the real family, which um, from my side at least was wonderful. How it was, you, yeah, same here. Yeah. It was really good, very like uh, rejuvenating. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm feeling good, I'm feeling happy. We're currently sitting, if you can't tell, by the ocean. In fact, by the ocean in Camps Bay. At one with nature. At you know? one with yeah, nature. Yeah. We've just taken a very sexy dip in the ocean um, <laughs> where we were yelled at by a lifeguard to come and swim <laughs> in the, the tidal pool instead of the, the raw dog ocean. Yeah. Um, but we then did discover that it was actually warmer in the tidal pool, so we, he was right. Yeah, it's, he was and, right. and we, d- we did still feel a bit like um, defrosting legs of yeah. lamb. Yeah. <laughs> Floating along. Uh, in floating the ocean. along. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to um, Sun City? Yes. The Lazy River? Yes, absolutely. That's an 100%. experience, eh? I love Lazy Rivers. Yeah, same. I, I think that's like a Torian trait. Yeah. Like you just like, it's like, I don't have to do anything. You exactly. just like going to push me along. I'm just, yeah. I'm just here. It's really good. Yeah. I always feel like, you know, at the end of um, Finding Nemo, that post credit scene, <laughs> Where yes. the, the fish are all like, oh my god, we've got seagulls flying low oh, yeah. Stunning. Um, it's, our, it's our special guest, absolutely the seagulls. The seagulls. Yeah, you will hear a lot of them today, friends. Um, enjoy them, enjoy their witty repartee. Um, and we will carry it on. Yeah. yeah. But I was, um, that, that end credit scene where all the fish are in little plastic bags yes. bobbing in the ocean. Yes. That's how I feel in a lazy river. I love that. Okay. Yeah. I, um, it's that, but like less fear for me. Because mm. I imagine they're <laughs> quite scared. Oh no, absolutely! Because it's like um, the kind of central problem there was how then did they get out of the bags, right? <laughs> uh, which was a tough one, quite a tough one. Um, yeah, but my friend, enough with enough with the the niceties. Enough with it being polite. I have a question for you. Um, Go for it. And it is the kind of question that has been asked since the very beginning of time <laughs> in all of art and all of literature. Every, everything is concerned with this particular question. And this particular question, my friend, is, do you feel hot today? I do. Ooh. That's a kind of resounding answer through all of art, through all absolutely. of history, through all of beauty, absolutely. I think I feel most beautiful once I've been in the ocean. Mm. And I, yeah, just walking out of that primordial soup, oh, you know, it's so good. Absolutely. Yeah feel really at one with my body nice. we're eating delicious food Ooh. today so it's been wonderful yeah feeling hot feeling hot, feeling hot. how about you i am um, i wasn't feeling hot before today okay i okay. Um, in an interesting twist of events i spent some time off twitter and instagram which made me feel worse about myself oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> no one could have predict- predicted that um and now i'm back online and i'm truly spending seven hours of screen time a day okay. as well as having made the unhinged decision to read all of my books online okay. um, and watching films as well so i i think that i am I, I I've I've had a lot of screen time, which is making me feel sort of vaguely cyborgish. Yes. Um, it, that'll do. That, that, that'll that's do. What, that's what it'll do to you. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, I don't think. Okay. Because I, you know, there's something about being a cyborg that feels a little bit chic. <laughs> but it doesn't make so me feel hot. It's one of the hot. sexiest things you can exactly, be. Exactly, a cyborg, yeah. <laughs> a cyborg. Um, and to be honest, I'd rather feel like more like a cyborg than how I was feeling before, which is like a mad woman roaming the marsh. Yes. Um, and. Um, so that's how I was feeding, very much like a cyborg. But after this dip today, and after this delicious food, and um, two and a half plastic cups of Chenin Blanc, <laughs> the girls are feeling hot. The girls I'm so are feeling hot. That's hot. good. Yeah, that's very, yeah. very good. I, I'm not sure if you know this, but like Donna Haraway's um, essay, The Cyborg Manifesto, yes. it ends up with the line, um, I'd rather be um, a cyborg than a goddess. Oh my god. But I often uh, think I'd rather be a goddess than a cyborg. Okay, yeah. new segment on the pod. Would <laughs> yeah. you rather be a cyborg? Okay. Well, okay are you okay. feeling more like a goddess or a cyborg this week? I um cyborg, <laughs> goddess, or mad woman on the marsh. What would you rather be? Oh my oh wow. Yeah. Okay, right, okay. This week I'm feeling I'm feeling like um 
midpoint between goddess and woman on a marsh. Nice. Yeah, oh, I, wow. Yeah, very yeah. unsightboard. Yeah, I very unsightboard. Like yeah, that. yeah. But I have to say, my, my, I, I got that, that sexy little notification um, this morning. That like my um, my screen time had like increased by twenty percent this week. Twenty percent. I know. I guess now it's like like four hours. Okay. Yeah. That's good yeah. though. That's I good. Know, though. I'm like, I I once met this woman who like, her screen time is only thirty minutes a day. I think that's insane. I <laughs> I, I, I want to be her, but I'm also terrified of her. Yeah. I mean that's like extreme power. Mm. Yeah, mm. but it is also what I'm aspiring to do. How does she get her news? Was it, to be fair, how do we get our news? <laughs> <laughs> like the only time that I've like bought a calendar newspaper in like the past three years, I mean a, a physical newspaper rather in the past three years, is um, is when like the the famous like attempted coup happened in our country. Never forget. Yeah, and like and it was like oh, okay, maybe I should like like buy an issue of like the Daily Guardian for this like, instead of just listening to podcasts Absolutely. every day. <laughs> what was there? What was there? Um, what was their verdict? It was, uh, the that it was, um, it was outside forces. Okay. That it's were always like, outside forces. It's always, yeah. it's always like that third force. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. 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 So it's a mysterious little country we live in. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't want to live anywhere else there, love. <laughs> Absolutely. Wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Absolutely. So. <laughs> um, That's incredible. Okay, nice. So yeah. goddess, halfway between goddess and mad woman on a march. And how about you? I think I'm halfway between goddess and cyborg. Okay, I yeah. I think that's a really sexy combo. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, my <laughs> so you're feeling hot, but tell me, are you finding anyone else hot on this particular day in this particular week? <laughs> By which of I, course I am asking, tell me about your crush of the week. <laughs> I will happily tell you about my crush of the week. And there are two. Oh stunning. And, but they're okay, interrelated nice. actually, oh, nice, which is exciting. Nice, nice. So my first crush of the week, and this is like I mean, like, listeners, if there's anything that you can gain from this podcast, you know, if you don't care about, like, the cultural analysis or, like, the political views, you know what, at least... Socioeconomic views. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Yeah, Yeah, the the kind of, like, cutting-edge analysis. Of course, journalism, really. Journalism. Absolutely. Figure around the past of culture, you know. Absolutely. Um, If you don't care about any of that, at least listen to what I'm about to say, which is that... The company that supplies Woolworths with all of its pastries and all of its cookies and everything like that, they have um, stores all around the country where they sell all of Woolies products for a fraction of the price. So if you want a a Woolies chocolate cake, if you want uh, any of their like fancy biscuits, their rusks, their donuts, which Murray and I are currently having, their Swiss rolls. Chomping away. Yeah, we're, we're stuffing them in our mouths. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want any of those, then you have to go to Nibbly Bits. I went to Nibbly Bits in Selenbosch um, by the spa. It, uh, the spa is very good. Thank you, spa. Very good spa. Thank you, spa. Yeah. And thank you especially to Nibbly Bits, who is my crush of the week. I think that's an incredible crush of the week. <laughs> thank you. I think people, people don't care about us on this podcast, but people should care about Nibbly Bits. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And one of, the, one of the greatest things that I got from Nibbly Bits was, um, it's my second crush of the week, which is scones. Oh my God. I, I, I think that Perfect. there is no better way to celebrate the transition into spring than like With being outside, having a scone. With some cream and some dab. Oh my god. Maybe cheese even. I am obsessed. <laughs> you, got, you gotta have a bit of cheese. A little Just bit a little sprinkling of, of cheese. Yeah, absolutely. I'm obsessed. Yeah, yeah obsessed. so that is the most crush of the week. Where do you sit on the sweet versus savory scone debate? Well, I'm, I'm, I love sweets. Okay, thank I you. I love jams. Yeah, That's, jams are so good. There is, there is, there is madness in the world, but there's also hope. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, glad to, I'm glad to be alive. I love that. Like, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Stunning. Yeah, yeah. I, know, yeah. I want to know about your crush yeah. this week. I've got quite a few crushes this week. Okay, let's um, go. And this is actually um, a, a new word that I'm learning to use in, in context is precipitated. Amazing. <laughs> Um, my many crushes of the week are pre- precipitated by my um, my reading habits of the last three weeks. Amazing! Um, oh my god! And I just I have read book after book after book that has just been absolutely incredible and has just filled me with so much joy and so much humor and laughter and so I'm feeling very 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 good about the books I've been reading. Yes. So I want to take uh, a couple of minutes to shout out the five books I've read in the last three weeks that are all my crushes of the week. I uh, love it. Yes. The first one that I read was, um, is it Anthony or Anthony? Of who? 
of Vyasna So fame. <laughs> Anthony. Okay, yeah. Anthony Viasna So's After Parties, which is a collection of short stories. Um, and actually, um, he published his short story, Three Women of Chuck's Donuts, in the New Yorker fiction Which you section, loved. Yes. A couple of years ago. And yes. is one of my favorite short stories of all time. Mm. Um, and so I, I read After Parties a couple of weeks ago and loved it. I think it's so funny. I think it's so great. It's really like... Um, it's poignant in quite a masculine way. Wow. Which I really wow. love. Yes, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I love that. So yeah. I, I was obsessed with after parties. Um, and so definitely crush of the week. Okay. Fantastic. I then moved on to Deborah Levy's Real Estate. Yes. Which I cannot get enough of. I've been telling everyone about this book. It is, she calls, um, it's, it's like the third book in what she calls her autobiographical trilogy. Yes. Um, and she's embarking on this project of writing about her life while she's still alive and kind of creating autobiographies of her life while she's still alive. Yes. Um, and it is the whole thing reminded me so much of you it's a kind of I'm honored of course of course <laughs> dude. it's a kind of work that is like about writing but it's also about living in the world and about living quite like a bohemian life um, mm. and she the central like um, question that she's trying to answer at this age is like she's really obsessed with getting this house and obsessed yes. with acquiring real estate in a way and she's got this um She's, she, she has this kind of motif that she keeps returning to, which is um, she's filling up her imaginary real estate with imaginary pieces. So she'll see like mm. a, a nice couch at a market or like a wind chime or that kind of thing. And she'll like mentally buy it for her real estate that she'll one day own because wow, writers yeah. are famously poor and cannot <laughs> own houses. Um, but it's incredible. It's so, it's again, very poignant and very beautiful um, and about motherhood and about property and about marriage and about being a woman at a certain age and I loved it. So mm. definitely mm. another crush of the week. Mm. Then I moved on to Rachel Cusk's second place. Yes. Which was big for me. This was major. Um, <laughs> I kind of a home kind of. Uh, yeah. Really? I'm always in one. Yeah. I'm always in one. <laughs> I have a particular relationship to books that I read on planes. Um, I I feel the same yeah. way. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. What do you what do you what what, do you, what are your thoughts? The last book that I finished on a plane was um, was thinking was uh, The War Between the Tates by Alison Lurie. Okay. And like I am obsessed with like finishing books on planes. Yeah. Like just like you know, like you've got like a last hundred pages, yeah. like just crank it just out. Go for it. Yeah. it feels so good. Yeah. And like you like you you finish your book like you tuck it away back into your bag yeah. and like that's done. You like you go into like the, a, a, like a different city. Yes. Feels like you're a changed You are person. a new person, right? It feels yeah. so good, yeah. And there's something I'm about... I'm addicted to that feeling. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, there's something about... I was listening to this podcast last night, um, uh, an episode of the Public Books podcast. Oh, and nice, they were looking fantastic. At, um, the relationship between this particular novel and catastrophe and writing... Oh, writing okay, fantastic, yeah. yes, um, yes. And one of, the, one of the women on the podcast was saying, like... Um, she feels like the role of the novel and the role of fiction is a, a kind of switching your body on airplane mode. Wow, um, absolutely. So yeah. you kind of, you leave your body in a sense, you can't be reached, um, and you are completely focused on this, com on like very specific thing. Mm, and I think for me, that's like heightened on a plane because no one, literally no one can reach you. Yes. You are stuck in like a metal tin. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah. Someone's kind of like a little bit in your body space, but you're like, you're like pouring over this novel. And for me, I finished Rachel Cusk's second place in the plane. Oh my god, amazing! Um, wow, I love I, that. It is my new favorite novel, I think. Amazing! It's incredible. It's it's about marriage and it's about being an artist and it's about um, jealousy and and like um, wanting to create but like not knowing how. And yes, it is incredible. It is yes. really, really, really incredible. Um, and so that definitely crush of the week. Fantastic. Okay. And All right. then, I'm so thrilled. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the Cusk Gang. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, love. I am there. I'm <laughs> banging on the door. Let me in. Let me in. Um, and then the last two novels um, in my little roundup were Tao Lin's Taipei, which um, I was talking to a boyfriend of the pod, Angelo. <laughs> Collective boyfriend of the pod. Of course. Of course. Uh, I've actually wanted to start referring to him as boyfriend of the newsletter in my Substack. I don't know if that's inappropriate or not. So, um, if anyone has any thoughts on that, please reach out. Let me know if that's inappropriate. Um, yeah. Thank you. I am so obsessed with that. Oh my gosh. I, 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 I give, you give me your blessing. To it, yeah. Oh, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Okay, well, yeah. whether or not Angelo um, consents, he is now <laughs> boyfriend of the newsletter. Um, which 
which we will be linking in the show notes as always. Yes, absolutely. And I would highly encourage everyone to go and subscribe <laughs> to us because we're, we're iconic, we're amazing. We're thinkers, we're thinkers with a capital Definitely. T. Absolutely. And, yeah. and nowhere is that more evident, firstly in this podcast, but also in our collective newsletter. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. A little yeah. circular economy. Yeah, yeah. Baby, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Back, yeah. So I was I was talking to Angelo, and we were saying that um, for both of us, it was a novel that changed the way we speak and changed wow. the way we move in the world. Um, yeah, it is very depressing, um, <laughs> but in a very chic way. Also, very like poignant in quite a masculine way, mostly because um, filled with drugs, which for me is quite a masculine thing. I think I do think so. Drugs yeah. are masculine, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah drugs definitely. are masculine. Um, what's feminine? What's a feminine version of? I, I feel like. Um, Smoking in a coat is feminine. Drugs are masculine. Wow! Yeah. Wow! That's that's you and heard it here first. Do you, but. Um, uh, shrooms? Do you think that shrooms are more masculine or a feminine drug? Masculine, I have to say. That's really interesting. Yeah. 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 I, I think I think um, a woman's life is kind of um, absurdist horror, uh, <laughs> which is what shrooms famously induces, and so I do think that um, shrooms are more masculine because women live shrooms yeah. <laughs> and that's that's all I'll say I on love that. that oh my god that's all I'll I think say on that. that I think that ecstasy is um, more a feminine drug Ex- what's the what's the kind of M- MDMA MDMA yeah, MDMA, yeah. Um, oh yes I agree Molly, yeah. I do agree <laughs> I do agree with that I cannot tell you tell you why I agree with that <laughs> but what I will say <laughs> is that I do agree with <laughs> the assertion <laughs> That MDMA. One, one could make the claim. One could. That one could. One, one could. could one and could. this particular one would. <laughs> is what I'll say. That's what I'll say on that. And nothing more. Nothing, nothing more. more. You can walk aboard me. I will say nothing on the matter. She's like, in the repressor, it's just end. Full <laughs> stop. Thank, yeah. you, thank, so thank you so much for no, your attention. No questions. Thank, thank you very you, much. Thank you I agree. I do yeah, agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's, think it's coming. Where do you think... Um, Marijuana sits on the masculine. on the gender binary. <laughs> I'm masculine. <laughs> I agree. I yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and coke? I feel like coke is feminine. I think coke is pretty feminine. Yeah. How about um, acid? <laughs> Again, could could not say for certain. But one could make one the could claim. make the claim. <laughs> um, uh, interesting. I feel like acid is non-binary. Okay, yeah. that is interesting. Yeah. That that does not make me want to try acid. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Me, me neither. neither. Yeah, me never, not. never. Me yeah, not. yeah. It's um, moving slowly. <laughs> yeah, I would say acid's non binary. And okay, that's all that's I'll say about that. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, and then finally, a novel that I finished this morning, which is Patricia Lockwood's No One Is Talking About This. Yes. Which everybody should be talking about, I think, <laughs> personally. Um, I love that, yeah. I think, you know, we, we actually famously did pitch an internet novel seminar to the yeah. UCT English department. And they, and they fucking yeah. left us dying in a ditch. They, yeah. they actually took one single shot at us <laughs> and then left us for Missouri, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it would have been iconic. It would have been amazing. It would have been, yeah. But one particular novel that was um, conspicuously left off our reading list was No One Is Talking About This. Absolutely. And I don't think that there is a novel better at articulating the kind of irreverence but also deep pain of being alive right now. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So I would that recommend... That is beautiful. That's one hell of a blurb. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. You heard it here first. You heard it first. <laughs> hey, Patricia Lockwood puts that in, in Sunday lunch. <laughs> As she should, love. As, As she, she should, should. I think. Definitely. So those are my literary crushes. Of the we week. should tweet at her and we say, should. like, "Hey, put your luck with." We should. We mentioned your book. Yeah. You should. You should put us on the cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd be so sexy on the cover. We would. Also, because we're extremely online, so like, in a way, it would work. Yeah. <laughs> we should get like an artist friend to draw us and then submit it as a possible cover. Yes, for, I love that. Just an African cover of no one is talking about this. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just us. Yeah. It's, that's a really great exactly. idea. Exactly. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, moving on um, to my other crushes of the week, uh, the word restraint. Oh, I, oh okay. Oh, no, 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 no. If that's what you're into, love. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The word and also the concept of restraint. I'm really having a crush oh, on Oh, I recently. love that. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Yeah, um, I love restraint. Always. always. So good. <laughs> so good. Also, um, 
Patrick Dempsey's chest hair in that one scene in Enchanted, which unfortunately does not inspire a lot of restraint in me. Um, big crush of the week. <laughs> no! Big crush of the week. Oh my god! Then Kate Hudson. Big crush of the week. Okay. I think this is one of the most gorgeous people ever to be created. Oh, because you recently watched Bride Wars. Bride Wars and Something Borrowed. Oh, my God. In which she plays the exact same character. Yes, absolutely. 100%. She's incredible. I'm obsessed with her. (laughs) I do love Kate Hudson. And I wish she were in more movies that weren't about autism and written by Sia. I know. Absolutely. She needs to get back into like the circuit of films that she's good at, which is like films about marriage. Exactly. Yeah. And like rom-coms. Yeah, literally. Do you? Yeah. um, I wanted to ask you this actually. Do you have a favorite rom com? Notting Hill. Wow. That, that is my favorite rom com. That's a good choice. Yeah. That's how about you? I'm not sure. I'm still doing research. Okay. I'm all right. Okay. Research, yeah. But we, I'll get back to you on that one. Very, very valid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we've got Kate Hudson. Um, next, my empty apartment because my roommate has um, gone to Joburg for a week. Which you know, I will be the first to shout from the hills that I love my roommate. Absolutely, famed, famed roommate of the famed podcast. Famed roommate of the podcast, But the only thing I love more than my roommate is an empty apartment, and yeah. it has been so chic to have no one to talk to. <laughs> And to lie on my couch for hours at a time, reading my little books, writing my little essays, and planning my little writing pieces, um, and to have no one, no one there. That's so That's beautiful. Incredible. I do think that one day I will live alone, and I will never see another person for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm excited uh, for that. I am excited I know, for that. yeah, future hermit. Yeah, I, feel like that's, that's, I do think that's, that's, that's it's very chic. That very is chic. the vibe, 100%. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, two more crushes. Um, the word, um, again, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, perhaps um, soporific or soporific? Yes, yes, okay, that's soporific. the first one is okay, right. Thank yeah. you, thank you so much. No, you, you got that, love. Thank you got that. Well done, you. well done. I love that word. I think it's incredible. Um, the word, for those who don't know, um, uh, denotes tending to induce drowsiness or sleep. I love it. Which I love. It's one of my favorite words as well. It's such a good word. It's soporific. And we it's... use it like a lot in my family. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. that's incredible. When you, um, what was the last time you used soporific to you? When we've all eaten like a big lunch. Oh. My dad will say it's like oh, he's oh. in a soporific state. That's absolutely soporific. That's, that's one thing you can say about yeah. that. It's <laughs> soporific, I reckon. Yeah. Okay. Devo, love. Devo. Yeah. I think everyone should use that word more. I agree. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. That's my crush. And then um, one of my best friends, Steph, is my last crush of the week. Oh my gosh. Shout out to Steph. Yeah. I. I love her and she's got one of the best hearts that I've ever come across in my life. So That is so beautiful. Um, yeah, and I was reminded of that so many times in this past week and I love Steph and she's one of my crushes of the week. That is so lovely. Yeah. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm so here for that. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. So those are my very, very those nice. are my crushes of the week. An amazing roundup, Mary. Thank you so much. Especially all the books. Thank you. Yeah. I was excited to talk about them on the podcast. Yes, as you should be. Thank yeah. you. I'm a literature boy. What can I say? <laughs> and you, Mary, speaking of literature. Oh, yeah. Kind of talk, and talking about it. Yeah. yeah. All, all of its complexities. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All the questions we tend to ask. <laughs> what we talk about when you talk about literature. Absolutely. Yeah. What we wanted to talk about with you guys today was... The New York Times piece mm-hmm. that was published... Who was it written by, by the way? Do we know? It was written by a man, a but man, I, I can't I remember that. his name. I yeah. feel like his name was um, Robert. Yes, I think his name was Robert yes, I think something. it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we don't like to mention men on this podcast. No, not at all. Oh, yeah. They're, they're cancelled. Uh, it's an anti-man podcast. <laughs> Unless we're talking about Brandon Taylor or Boyfriend of the Pies. I don't know, yeah, absolutely. This yeah, this we <laughs> care about. Yeah. And Brandon Taylor, you're on the nice. A very... Very thin eyes. I saw Did you like see this. his tweet. Thread? I was living oh in my God. Oh my God. That was insane. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> <laughs> I love. We. I love that we have the same mental illness. Absolutely. That, like, absolutely. Like, absolutely. The, um, for those who are who are wondering what tweet we are referring <laughs> to in back. Well, I mean, honestly, I, I, I. There are several tweets that like right. made me worried about Brandon Taylor <laughs> in the past week. So one of them was like. Um, was him talking about how excited he is for for um, the season of autumn, and how how he said the um, the cardigans are at the ready, and I flinched at this 
And so to and so when she while she did this, she created a private group on Facebook. Privacy. In which she shared updates about this um, kidney donation process with some of the people that she thought were her closest friends. Right. Many of whom were fellow writers. Right. That um, she had met through Grub Street. But so in Boston. This particular this private group. What, it wasn't created for the kidney donation, was it? I had the sense that it was. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I got the sense that it was just a, a collection of writers, and then she shared the news and was upset when they didn't. No, okay, I, okay. I think it was pr- it was specifically for the kind of kidney donation <laughs> process. Right, the narrative hinge. of yeah. kidney donation. Okay, and, okay, um, okay. And so there was a there was a writer who worked at Grub Street alongside Dawn. Okay. And her name Sonia Larson. Yes. And. Um, and a couple of years after the kidney donation, Dawn comes to learn that Sonia Larson has, has released this story, which is about somebody donating a kidney yes. to a character who is Chinese-American, just as Sonia Larson is. Yes. And, um, and how the person donating the kidney is this kind of white savior type. Right. Who kind of is focusing... Once, once people to focus on the fact that she is being extraordinarily charitable yes. in giving this um, donation. Yes. And uh, in those like in those two years in between um, the kidney donation and the publishing of this story, um, Dawn what had met up. calling the lost years. Yeah, the lost years. Dawn had met up with Sonia and had actually asked Sonia, like, I I think it's a bit strange that you hadn't commented or responded to any of the the posts about me donating a kidney. Right. And then Sonia responds. Oh no, I'm so sorry, um, but that's wonderful, yes. and you know, I'm like, I'm really, really happy for you, yeah. and whatever. It says, it kind of, it really celebrates it. Yes. And um, and also to be noted that there was a letter um, that Dawn wrote to her prospective kidney donor. Right. No kidney donee. Donee. Yes. Donee. There we go. The Orthodox Jew. The Orthodox Jew. <laughs> she wrote to the Orthodox Jew. Um, that was detailing kind of her experiences of trauma in her childhood and how this had moved her to be more empathetic and try and ease the suffering of a stranger right. through giving this kidney. Right. And when when Dawn reads the story of Sonia Larson, she realizes that the character is based on her. Yes. And she feels as if the words that are um, spoken and shared by the kidney donor are very akin to the letter that she posted that was sent to her own kidney right. donor, the Orthodox right. Jew. Yeah. Not not unfoundedly so. Not unfoundedly so. Yeah. So it should be mentioned that in the first um, iterations of the story that Sonia Larson was writing, which was called The Kindness. Yes. The, the Kindest. The Kindest, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, the, the kidney donation character was called Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which was later t- changed to Rose. Yes. Um, for the best, I reckon. Yes. And the letter that um, this character Rose had written to her prospective um, kidney donee was almost verbatim the letter that Dawn had published on the, the Facebook group. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so there were grounds for suspicion. Yes. But Dawn took it a little far. Dawn began then to reach out to other writers and say, don't you think this is strange? Don't you think this is bizarre? And this is, by the way, after after creating this Facebook group, the most iconic part of the article, I think. There are many iconic parts. Um, the top three, but I think, um, for me, the, the, the most hilarious, like, just the, the phrasing, the syntax, kind of, is this part where um, uh, Robert, whoever wrote this article, is, like, talking to Dawn, and she goes... Um, she had just been to this conference where, like, right after the Facebook group had been created and no one had kind of mentioned it, and she just goes, um, um, yeah, it was so strange. It felt like being at a funeral and no one wants to talk about um, the death. I just had to ask myself the question, do writers not care about my kidney donation? <laughs> Which I think, as a sentence to come out of someone's mouth, suggests a deep <laughs> mental illness. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And so she had been conversing with other writers now for a couple of years and the, 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 the emergence of the story and she was like, well, this is a bit strange, I don't really understand and had reached out to Sonia and said, is this me? I don't really know. And Larson's response, interestingly, was like, oh, you know, it's interesting. I did, 
I was inspired to write this story after our conversation. Yes. Um, but it is not necessarily based on you. So yes. I just want to say, and, and there was this kind of weird aside of like, I hope you don't think that's weird. Um, but I was inspired by your story, whatever. Yes. And that, and Larson is, is quite, um, quite attached to like this idea within, um, within art that like uh, the, the writer should be able to take like from, a magpie yeah. kind of like t- take from real life yes. and use what they wish yes. yeah which yes. I agree with I and you agree yeah. with too yeah, yeah. We, are both, we are both pro magpie pro magpie in this community <laughs> in yeah absolutely. absolutely 100% um, yeah and so then what starts to emerge is um, Dawn actually begins to build a legal case yes against Sonia Larson as she starts to realise that Larson is, is receiving quite a, a, a a great deal of renown for this particular story, right? And yes. it's hailed as the kind of American story around race relations, around um, a very contemporary kind of narrative about Americanism and Americanness. Yes. Um, it's, it's won all these kind of awards and stuff. Yeah. Um, and Dawn, who it should be mentioned from the beginning of the article, it notes, um, is unpublished. Yes. She is, is a member of the capital W, capital C writer community. Yeah. <laughs> That is unpublished and does teach writing, which is a kind of interesting paradox that yeah, no one absolutely. could have seen coming. Yeah. Um, and so she's watching what who she assumes to be her friend, Sonia yes. Larson, on this upward trajectory. Yes. Um, for for a story that she believes she has ownership of. Yes. Um, and then more and more comes out. It comes out that that um, Sonia Larson has used the letter that Dawn wrote on the Facebook group in her story, and so she believes she has a case for plagiarism, copyright, yes. I guess. Um, I I got a little bit lost in like the legalities of the argument, but it seems that she was unsuccessful in that endeavor. Yes. Eh? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she was yeah. largely unsuccessful in that because, um, and this is because I have a law student roommate. But apparently when I you publish someone, something on Facebook, it becomes um, public use. Yes, exactly. So um, the argument was that once Dawn did that, she no longer had claim to a copyright argument, basically. Absolutely, yeah. And especially when, like, um, in later drafts, especially Sonia Larson takes the time to transform the yes. words of Dawn into, into a different... Yeah, into, like, the, the character's kind of... Own, yes. character of Rose's own voice. Yes. Which, under, like, the transformative use of that public property also means that like there is no plagiarism yes. that happens yes yeah yes yeah. um and then more starts to take place yes dawn is becoming increasingly um frantic i think she's yes. reaching out to all other writer she's friends she's self-harming into, she's famously and by, by self-harming she describes that she has bouts <laughs> of slapping herself yes, uh, that was um eventually cured through therapy which again like we're um, obsessed with we're absolutely obsessed yeah. with I have so many questions where was she slapping herself yeah what uh, what degree of like hardness was she slapping and herself and also with? does it like succeed in getting attention because then should I start slapping myself <laughs> exactly yeah. of course yeah. <laughs> and also what does the therapist say yeah. um, let's let's hear from the therapist let's hear from the therapist and we've actually got her here today to yeah. talk about John <laughs> red table you know? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Because it's also like, um, you know, as a therapist, so you're, you're slapping yourself as a result of what? You know, I, I, I don't know much about self-harm, thank yeah. the Lord. Um, but what I understand is that it's usually in relation to something or it's usually precipitated by yes, something. Yes, one, one wouldn't even say. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. But so, so she's slapping herself because she believes that Tanya Larson is victimizing her. And yes, she believes and has that plagiarized she be a her work. Okay. But of course, like the... The, the white donor in of Rose in Larson's story is an object of scrutiny. Yes. As are all the other characters yes. in Larson's um, fiction. Yes. Though we haven't read the story. We but haven't. We haven't read the story. The story but, the, but, the, but the author of the article takes... Um, does Great kind of a good close yeah, reading yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Of, of the fact that, like, um, everybody under... Everybody in Larson's fiction... Um, is or Larson's fiction rather is under scrutiny and is essentially quite a bad person yes yeah. precisely yes, yeah. yeah and that includes Rose the, yes as, yeah. as the white donor who is obsessed with her own goodness yes yes and so so Larson as well as like many of her colleagues and fellow writers they just think it's funny how yeah. <laughs> this 
white woman of Dorland is so keen to be associated with this horrible character yes, yes. of this white woman Rose. Yes, yeah. And it is, it is a strange thing. I think that like, I think that race does play a absolutely, big role actually in that, yeah. um, in that case. Yeah. The article kind of mentions but doesn't really unpack. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And like, I was, I was interested in, um, in understanding like the, like the virality of like this article. Yeah. And um, and then I saw that like it has two thousand five hundred comments on it, which is Shit. pretty much unheard of yeah. for like stories and times. And um, and it was interesting reading those like top comments yes. um, uh, yeah. in that section, and like one of them was um, and many of them rather were like were saying that like why, why use race as this kind of like justification at the, at the end of it when you realize you've done something wrong. But I do think it is bizarre that, like, as Dorland, as a white woman, would want to associate with Rose yes. as a really horrible yes. white woman. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember kind of, like, very early on, like, in this, pe- reading this piece, I was or just rather, like... sorry to interrupt you, Go for it. Like, I'm, I'm interrupting I'm this so person sorry, color in this I'm moment. So it's a crucial moment. I do it yeah. so well. I do it so well. <laughs> it's kind of even strange. It's like she clearly does not want to be related to this white character, but she feels that she is. Yes. So it's this kind of exactly. like, I am, I don't want to be her, but I am. And it's like, love, no one is holding a gun to your head and, 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 and um, forcing you to be this woman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, it reminds me a lot of my, of a case that my mother had to deal with in like mm. her media regulation job in which the, um, the Daily Sun had published a story about um, about this guy whose penis had gotten some rare kind of genital wart on it. Okay. And um, anyways, so they published this like story front page. Wow. And this, and this guy and this guy's name isn't mentioned at all within this like story. You know, he, it's just that he like informed the um, the, Daily the, the Daily Sun, and they they were allowed to take photos of his penis Excellent. and publish those. And, um, and so he calls my mother and he says, I, I don't like the fact that my, my name and my face haven't been included with this story. And my mom says, I don't think you want yeah, your name and in, in identity involved yeah. with that story. But he is insistent on the fact that he wants to be known oh, wow. for having these well, general awards. He wants that fame. Wow. And I, and eventually, um, the Daily Sun was like, okay, we'll, we'll, pub- we'll publish your photo. <laughs> Face reveal vibes. And name, yeah, exactly, yeah, doxed, um, <laughs> along with the story. And in many ways, Dawn Dolan's story yeah. reminds you of that, is you, you desperately seem to want to be... You went out of your way. Be, you went out of your way, yeah. exactly, to be, like, associated yeah. with this character. Yeah. Which is kind of shit yeah. character, yeah. you know? Yeah, And when, really, you could have just lived a very okay life. Yeah. Yeah. In not having been associated with this character, no, absolutely. you know, absolutely. Yeah. And now this whole story about your own life yes. comes out. Yes. Yeah. And there is something there around. It's because people still want. To, she wants people to know about her kidney donation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which itself is a uh, is precipitating. So yes. Like, no. I love it. Yeah. I love to take a shot every time <laughs> mentions that word. Which itself feels like it's it's a result of the la- the fact that you are unpublished. Yes. And um, you actually you are a, a child of poverty. Yes. Um, um, it seems like there is a link there, perhaps, um, and that you're desperate for the writer community to accept you and um, take you in as one of their own. Absolutely, And yes. even if the only way you can do that is through association to a work of fiction, that, for some reason, is enough for you. Yes, totally. Um, so, the narrative develops, right? Because that's not the end. You yeah. think, I mean, we've, we've said enough for it to be the end, but it's not. What then emerges, um, and, and Larson has kind of um, hid behind this argument of, oh, well, you know, I wasn't fully aware of all the details of the kidney donation, and so yes. how could it really be a plagiarism kind yes. of thing? And what, it was just was like, a, just like, just a mere fact, a exactly. coincidence of inspiration. Exactly, yeah. 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 What then emerges, um, I think this was around 2018 or 2019, yes. um, are pages of emails between Sonia Larson and a group of other writers detailing how uncomfortable they are about um, the way that Dawn has gone about her kidney donation. Yeah. Um, the kind of public praise that she's seeking because yeah, of it. Yeah, that kind of self-congratulatory. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And there's a real hint of like um, a kind of fatigue of whiteness that yes. comes through those emails. Yes, absolutely. Um, and one of one of the um, the other major writers 
um, that is kind of a passing figure throughout the throughout the the piece is Celeste. Is it mm, Celeste? I, I, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. We're, we're going with that. We're going, we're going with, with that. that. The author of Little Fires yeah, Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And that is how we will refer to her from now yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred um, percent. Who is herself an Asian woman? Yes. Um, or Asian American woman? Yeah. Sorry. Um, and and so the the writer of this particular piece reaches out to her a couple of times, and she eventually just goes, you know what, like. Um, I don't like her. She's weird. Um, I, I don't like Dawn, so I have no issue with like um, kind of berating her privately in my private emails with Sonia Larson. Yes. Um, and so Dawn's worst nightmare has come true. Um, the the people in her writer community are actually gossiping about her behind her back. Yes. They did know, or they saw through her attempt at praise or attempt at kind of being seen to be a, a good woman or a good writer or a yes. good liver of life um, and and so it, it's really it's it's a kind of nightmarish ending to the story and I think for me that the best part is the actual end of the article which reveals that several years later Dawn is still um, on zooms with Sonia Larson or, or watches zooms Obsessively. Obsessively. Yeah. In a kind of, the article says, exposure therapy yes. to Sonia Larson to kind of get over the trauma that Larson has caused her. Yeah. Um, which I think is the saddest thing I've ever, I've ever encountered. I, but it's also the perfect end to the film adaptation of that. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> but also, as you said, it's like, that's like a deeply unwell person. Yes. You know, no, yeah. Um, so it only makes sense. Yeah. 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 That is something that she would end up doing. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a woman who donates a kidney, posts about it. Another woman who takes the story and writes about it in a quite a derogatory way. Yeah. And then the first woman comes out, accuses her of copyright, fails, and several years later is um, still watching Zooms of her obsessively. Who's the bad art friend? <laughs> you know, it's actually in the... In the um, in the jury, which I mean by the comment section of the right. New York Times article, so many people were saying like, "Oh, well, they're both horrible per people." Yeah. But ultimately, I agree with Sonia Larson's position more. Yeah. 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 It is strange that there seems it seems to be have been constructed as a both are equally bad. Yes. Yes. When it's, it's I look. Uh, something that I read was like the worst you can say about Larson is that she's a little bit mean and dickish. Yes. Dorland is quite clearly unhinged. Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, like, I, I don't remember, like, um, I, I don't remember any kind of rule about, like, writers not being dickish. Yes, or arrogant. yes, no, absolutely. And the so, best so, writers so, are. Exactly. So sorry, Our yeah. favorite writers yeah. are dicks. Yeah. yeah. I do think that, um, like, like we said earlier, the people that are willing to be magpies from their lives create the best art and maybe that means maybe that means that you're seen as a bad friend but it doesn't mean that you're a bad artist and I loved um, Lauren Graff's um, response to oh oh, it was mentioned in the article but it responds to um, this this whole uh, court case battle and um, Lauren Graff said like you know she thinks it's absurd like to every person in her life she's like tipped them like over by the ankles and shook them out and taken <laughs> everything that you can write about from Absolutely, them. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that is what, like, the best writers yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. You know? It is real. That's, yeah. That's real, you know? I, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that you have the right to, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what do you owe anyone, really? Exactly, you know? yeah. yeah. 100%. Unless someone... It's so interesting. I, I, I feel like I always return to Absolution as a novel about writing and about yes, memory and nostalgia. Yes, But there is a scene where... Um, the aging author Claire is reunited with her son. Yes. Um, and they have this weekend together and she's very cranky and she doesn't, she, he's kind of like emerged kind of out of nowhere and she's like, why did you come here? Like, I, I didn't want you to come or whatever. And he goes, they have this whole weekend together and it's quite laborious and none of them really enjoy it. Um, and as he leaves, he says to her, um, I'm saying this as a lawyer, but categorically you are not allowed to print any of this in your next book like the entire relationship and of course she does because as a writer you you okay maybe you owe your children more than that and sure. I actually um friend of the of the pod Delela sent me this really interesting piece um I can't remember who it was by but um about this this writer that has decided that their singular rule for writing is that they are not going to include their children or steal from their children in their wow books. wow um 
Yeah, but other than that, you can steal from your marriage, you can steal from your spouse, you can steal from your parents, you your can steal friends, from your, your siblings. Enemies, exactly. Yeah. The, the woman who donated a kidney. Yes. I do not think that anything is off limits because as, as a writer, your job is to understand the world, right? Absolutely. And if that shit, insane things are happening around you, 100%. you can't pass that up, love. Yeah, you absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and I think it is quite true that like... Um, Dawn's, Dawn's story was transformed into something more. It was merely the yeah. starting point yes. for a whole yeah. other kind of yeah. story from that. Yeah, you know? which is, I think, the mark of true artistry. Absolutely, right? yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, and made me want to read Sonia Larson's fiction. Yes, yeah, know? same. Which ultimately, like, um, should be the aim. Exactly, yeah. And, um, and yeah, I, I fully agree that, like, nothing should be off limits. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I suppose the one thing that maybe Larson should have done, and even this is, like, you know, like, yeah. is, like, um, I, I am willing to, like, debate, but, like, is maybe she should have let Dawn know. I mean, like, it's interesting. When Boyfriend of the Pod, Angelo, like, has, like, written about me and has, like, used, like, content from, like, our emails, yeah. like, in pieces, like, he had, we've always had a discussion about right. it, you know? Yeah. And, like, of course, like, I've always, like, being okay with like yes, yeah. um, with that being with that being in the pieces um, and if and if one day like yeah. they go, that get gets published I'm perfectly fine with that when my dear when, when it gets when published when it gets published absolutely put some respect on absolutely. boyfriend of the pod Angela's name yeah. I, I've got bets out like oh, yeah, it's gonna absolutely. happen I've absolutely. gone to the bank already I've spent that money come now <laughs> it's true yeah. yeah and when that gets published I feel I feel quite confident in that decision yeah. that I've made about like that content yes. being yes, out there yeah. you know and um, but I, I do appreciate the kind of courtesy and somebody right. asking I'm if that's okay asked. and yeah. having that discussion. Yeah. But like you can't do that with everybody. It's and true. also yeah. like um, and the I I remember like a piece that you wrote last year about like this like sense that writing about other people is always kind of an act of betrayal. Right. Because you can't capture them fully. Yes. You yeah. know. And like and that you're freezing things. Yeah. As as and you're as Hannah Gadsby right, says right. that, that you're freezing wow. in the moment. I would like it on the record that I did not bring up that woman's name in yeah. today's episode. Thank it you was so me. Much. It was me. That um, you're freezing things in the moment of trauma. Right. Yeah. Or like, or sometimes in like kind of like worst moments, yes, as yeah, with Dawn, yeah. you know, like maybe, maybe one day she'll come to regret like the kind of very self-congratulatory right. tone that she yes, like expressed yeah. her kidney donation with. But for now, she didn't, and like, and ultimately, like writing does it does freeze people, yes, yeah. as all art does, yeah. and particularly the form of short story. I think absolutely, one hundred percent. And yeah. I don't think that you can be angry that you felt captured or trapped in a in a work of fiction when. That is actually literally what happened, you know? Yes. I think I think the most intriguing thing to me is, oh well you felt so you felt so hurt and you felt so um, you felt that people were talking about you behind your back. But lastly describe the event almost exactly as it happened. Yes. And so precisely. really it, to me it's like you well, you clearly have a a sense of guilt or a sense of insecurity about the event itself rather yes. than the work of fiction 100%. which it inspired yes you know you have a sense of um of guilt and shame about the criticism that you've received yes. now through yeah. that fiction exactly um which is the mark of a deeply unhinged person absolutely yeah and maybe a writer as well an unpublished writer yeah you know? <laughs> absolutely yeah. i mean i i was telling mary earlier like that i watched um her like read some of her work and it was just like depressing and sad yeah. and like yeah god yeah. i i really i hope that it's like she i hope she pulls herself together i i i hope so too yeah. i think if she's wasting her time on zooms watching sonia larson i don't think that she is she could be using that time to write literally um, yes 100 which is yeah. an interesting like again like an interesting um raised an interesting point about like her her attachment to like the identity of a writer which yes, is very yes, much facilitated yes. through like being in community with right. writers rather than actually attaining that identity through writing itself yeah well i found this great um this great thread from yes. um helen rosner which yes. i yeah, that's what you were kind of set up exactly you, yes guy. look at you yeah. you know me you know, know me you, you know yeah. me i know you Absolutely. Um, but so this woman, Helen Rosner, who I'm not familiar with. Um, She's writer for the New Yorker. Oh, yeah. okay, 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 cool, cool. Um, so she, this is the thread, and I'll just read it. Um, this was this was her commentary on the bad art friend piece. She writes, um, "Sorry for being sincere on Maine, but I think 
one of the key elements in the kidney person story is the tension between writers who define themselves via their writing and writers who define themselves via, quote, being a writer. The boundaries porous and plenty. Most people occupy both identities at once and the amount of your self-concept that's on one side or the other isn't static. I don't think one type is necessarily better than the other, but I think there can be a tendency in any profession probably to sort of forest for the trees that practice versus the social milieu. I'm not a fiction writer, but it definitely happens in journalism too. I've been there. Dawn hadn't been published, so her entire tether to writer as an identity was the community of writers she found herself in. And she made a living via her participation in the community. She hadn't professionalized writing, but she professionalized being a writer. Yes, absolutely. When Sonia's story was revealed, I could imagine the violation to Dawn wasn't just that it drew on her Facebook posts, it was also that Sonia revealed her prioritization of the product of writing over what Dawn saw as the community of writing. It might also feel threatening. Dawn has X experience for whatever reason she hasn't drawn on it in her work, and here's someone else drawing on it. Dawn can still totally write about X, but Sonia's story reminds Dawn, maybe uncomfortably, that she isn't writing. And I, I think, think that's, that's it. Nail on the head. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that um, this story is about so much, but at its heart, and, and it got me thinking, uh, and another piece that I read um, in, in a, a different uh, magazine was um, just thinking about how much of this is actually about jealousy. Yes, and about, totally. And about envy of someone else's success over you. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think so, yeah. yeah. And you think that whiteness is like a crucial part of that yeah. envy? Yes, yeah. 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 How yeah. dare you, as a, a person of color, um, exceed me? And, exceed and also, like at the same time, in this like story, make me a side character yes, yes. to like somebody else's right, like right. experience. Yeah, because I mean, it's interesting. I think um, the so the kindest. I think. I mean, again, we haven't read it, but it seems like the protagonist in that piece is actually the the receiver of the kidney donation. Yes, exactly. And I mean, it's interesting that the beginning of the New York Times piece makes a big deal out of the fact that it's like an Orthodox Jew and she wrote this like um, this letter to him, but she doesn't seem to have taken a lot of um, time to actually get to know this person. No, not and, at all. Yeah. And so... Well, she, she took a photo. Right. With, yeah. Right, which is, I mean... Oh, any, anyone can take a photo oh, with somebody so, these hey, days. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> but it is like, um, how dare you make me a subject in the story in which I believe, or an object in the story in which I believe I was a subject. Absolutely, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. Yeah. I will say that a particularly unhinged part of the discourse which I saw on Twitter was um, a kind of rage around the New York Times piece Wow. Um, that did not publish the name of the Orthodox Jew. That is <laughs> loco! Absolutely Leave like, that man yeah. out of this! He does not want to oh be Oh my god! He's happy with his kidney, he's oh, good! Absolutely, 100%! Leave him out of this! That yeah. is insane! Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. no! No, so, no, 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 no! Yeah. Wherever there's a kidney donation, there's someone writing about a kidney donation. Whenever there's a kidney donation story, there are thousands of people talking about it and discoursing about it. <laughs> and, and there's nothing to be done, love. Yeah, there's absolutely! Yeah! But like ultimately, like I yeah, if you're if you're an artist, you should be able to magpie it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think plays um, Sonia Larson and um, Dawn Dolan in what I hope becomes a film or television adaptation? Wow, that is story? that is a great question. Yeah. Um, oh, me try. Um, I think for. Um, for Sonia Larson, that's a tough this is one. a tricky one because yeah. how many Asian American actresses do you know? <laughs> we have Sandra Oh. We do have, oh, Sandra Oh would kill that. I she think. really would. Yeah. She would do exceptionally well at it. Uh, yeah, I the see sort that. of like kind of befuddled, like yes. un- uncertain. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Sandra. But like or, has a secret, um, like mean girl uh, streak yes, under absolutely. her. Yeah, it would be really good. Or um, Constance Wu. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. Can, I and like that. I, I'm trying to think of like somebody who would play Dawn. Um, Dolan well. For me, the I haven't seen a picture of her, um, but the woman that I saw in my head was Laura Linney, actually. Wow, that is a yeah. really great one. Thank you. I also think that like um, Catherine Hahn could like Ooh, really set herself uh, and like play that role really like well. That. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. But Catherine Hahn is almost like too cool. She's too strong. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. I think actually Catherine Heigl. Wow! Okay, take, take it out of retirement! Absolutely. Bring yeah. her back, bring her back. Uh, it's just like a, 
a pathetic woman. Hey? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're very biased. We're clearly. very, yeah. very biased. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Sonia Larson. Stan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, love, absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. yeah. No, she's. Yeah. I think she's on like the side of writers and freedom of expression. Yeah. 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 And no one owns their story. I'm so sorry. Exactly, one hundred percent. If you want to own your story, write it. Yes, literally. You yeah. write about it, Dawn, or write about the experience of being victimized or whatever. One hundred percent. Yeah, still has exactly. Been no response yeah. from her. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's all. She's still unpublished. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. love. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I'm praying for you. I'm hoping for you. But like, if you want to be a writer, you have to write. Literally. Yeah. Yes. I fully agree. Yeah. 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 Just hits on so many things that we love. Yeah. Feuds between women, writing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of um, absurd, like um, mental illness yes. adjacent mental stuff. Mental illness. Yeah. You know, it's World Mental Health Day. Oh, I know. I, I, you know, I, did, I did see that on um, Sister of the Pod, Rabia's um, Twitter. So I did know that actually. Yeah. I did know that. Uh, shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing to celebrate? I'm, I'm here, I think. Uh, How about you? Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Same. And Same. I'm also dismissing the, the obvious mental illness of other women on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the time, the time celebrating World Mental Health oh, absolutely. Day. Yeah. Uh, we love it. We love it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a sonic. But yeah, yeah, but thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you guys. And, uh, and let and us know what you think of the bad art. We'd love uh, to hear your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. As always, our email address, marianzara at gmail.com. Oh, wait, before we go. Yes. Oh my god, thank you. Thank oh you. my god. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. What did you think of the album that I recommended to you? Which was, if you guys don't remember, <laughs> it was Tiger Milk by Bound Sebastian. I love this album. I'm so I really, really, really did. Good. I wanted to read a couple of lines from, I think, what is my favorite song, which is the opening song. Okay, fantastic. Yes. The State I'm In. Um, and the song, I am obsessed with um, with with songs that like are narratives, basically. Same. Yeah. I I, I love it. I love a bit I of plot. It. I love yeah. a bit of narrative. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. songs don't do that anymore. Really. They don't. They really, really don't. So yeah. I, I do. I mean, if anyone listening wants to send us albums or playlists about Absolutely. songs that like tell stories, yes, we, I really want that. Yeah. Um, and so, for me, this entire album was like. Every single song was a story, and then the whole thing was a story. Yes, well. definitely, um, yes. But I'll just read a little bit from the opening song, um, which is the state I'm in. And it, um, it goes, I was surprised. I was happy for a day in 1975. I was puzzled by a dream. It stayed with me all day in 1995. My brother had confessed he was gay. It took the heat of me for a <laughs> while. He stood up with a sailor friend, made it known upon my sister's wedding day. Got married in a rush to save a kid from being deported. Now she's in love. I was so touched, I was moved to kick the crutches for my crippled friend. She was not impressed. Because <laughs> I cured her on the Sabbath, I went to confess. When she saw the funny side, we introduced my child bride to whiskey and gin, <laughs> to whiskey and gin. The priest in the booth had a photographic memory. For all he had heard, he took all of my sins and he wrote a pocket novel. <laughs> called the state that I'm in. So I gave myself to God. There was a pregnant pause before he said okay. Which I am obsessed with. So good! My favorite, so good. My favorite line from that song is... Oh, love of mine, would you condescend to help me? I think as a line that's devastating and beautiful and funny and I am obsessed with it. I'm so glad! So that, I think, was my favorite song in terms of lyricism. And yes. I also loved um, the song Electronic Renaissance. Yes, yes. Which, as a former cyborg, yeah. definitely <laughs> spoke to my sensibilities at the time. And also, it's sort of like, it feels a little bit out of place in the yes. album. Because yes. it's like a kind of, it's a little, well, it is a little bit electronic. Yeah. Yeah. in the space of like some real kind of like standard like yes, twee yes, kind of like yeah. college like folk band just doing a thing yeah. yeah and like which I kind of love yeah. it feels like a bit it's quite refreshing on it and it feels like a kind of it felt um, it felt like the last year of college right where things start to like um mechanize almost or start, yeah. start moving towards a, a kind of future which feels a little bit scary wow yes and a little bit dystopian maybe absolutely um, yeah i loved it that's I amazing it. Yeah. yeah what a great yeah. description thank of you, it. Yeah. Thank you. i'm so glad you yeah. loved it so yeah. i did thank you so much what yeah. did you think what, what do you think of the album when did I, you first discover it i i first discovered it probably like um in high school okay. i think yeah and like the my favorite song of the album is expectation nice it is an excellent song it's so good it's incredible it's so and that's a 
another like song on the album that's like really kind of storified yeah, you know yeah. yeah and like um yeah and like i i love that lyric on on that song which is um uh um you are cool you're a star you're going far please think of me as a friend and not just the boy who plays guitar oh my God. you're on top of the world again which i love Incredible. so much it is it's so it good is. so much of it is like heartbreaking but also like really it feels like twee in like the best way yes yeah. yes and it's like really Fruity, it's like really jovial yes. like even though it's sad as well yes, yeah yes. which is yeah. i love it as a combination yeah, yeah. it's the best combination yeah it, it really is, is. yeah <laughs> it made me feel nostalgic for something that i can't articulate yes yeah. absolutely yeah 100 and like mary and i were discussing earlier about how the album was written um while bound sebastian were all in college together which i kind of love as like as a kind of story because it is it does feel so much about like being in a kind of academic setting. Yes. It's like the album equivalent of like a campus yes. novel, I think. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's which is so great. Yeah. 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 And all, all of those issues it's like looking at Yeah, feel very campus novel-y. Yes, totally. Just, it was yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was incredible. I I had such a good time. I'm so yeah. glad. Yeah. It's fantastic. Okay, yeah. so what do you have next for me? What next? What I next? I have no idea. Oh, Actually, wow. ah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're I didn't roll the. I dice, have to eh? say, yeah, I didn't think about this, but I will have to. Um, I'll have to Please announce the next episode. All right, all right. Yeah, That's okay. yeah. That's okay. <laughs> but I'm so glad you enjoyed this one. Thank yeah. You. yeah. So everybody, everybody, listen to Ben Sebastian. Yeah. Everybody, read that art, friend. Please. And yeah. if, if you have any um, recommendations of albums we can listen to, on yes. Oh my God, we would love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. that sounds so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Or New York Times articles or yes. anything. Really. Yes. Yes. Tell us your, what you want us to talk about. Your subsacks, our subsacks. Please. Uh, we're Let's dying. Yeah. We're dying to exchange. Yeah. Oh, we're good art friends. <laughs> we're good art we, friends. We. We. We are good art we friends. We are good Absolutely. art friends. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I am sharing those articles with everyone. Everything my thing. Absolutely. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Definitely. No one's doing it like we are. Though. No one's doing it like we are. So yeah, if you want to just keep in touch with your good art friends. That's yes, yeah. yeah. And we're sending you guys lots of love. Yeah. Have a good week. Amazing. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye, everyone.